episode six, seven, eight, nine. Is there ten episodes in this season? There is. Okay. So we're gonna finish up season five. Season five. Okay, first off, how's everybody going? There's <laughs> <laughs> some technical difficulties. A little plan getting started, but you know, we're getting there. Okay. Episode six, unbound, unbent, unbroken. All Arya, like pretty much ninety percent of this episode, it just kept going back and forth from Arya to Tyrion, Arya to Tyrion, and then some other random shit sprinkling at the end. Literally, <laughs> the beginning of this, we've got Arya at the House of Black and White. She's getting to wash bodies, which is all great. She still wants to know where the fuck they're going to afterwards. This is the first time that Arya looks like mad older. Yeah, her eyebrows and got thicker. Yeah, she just looks like a different person this season. This is when the waif tells her, you know, her little fake story about being from Westeros. And she's like, and she's sitting there looking at her like, oh, you're finally sharing with me. And she's like, is it a lie or is it the truth? She's like, what? What you mean? I thought we share. I thought we are finally friends. <laughs> or Arya just wants friends at this point. Like, she just wants somebody to be, you know, friends with. That's, she does, that's not on her list. Yeah, she still doesn't understand why this girl does not like her. But then we switch to Tyrion. So George got grayscale. And it's spreading. And this is when Tyrion breaks the news to Jorah that his dad is dead. Right, so unfortunate how you hit him too. Just like once I have a whole story and he looking at you like, wait, what? My daddy what? Yeah, your daddy gone, bro. I'm sorry. Now she's scrubbing floors, and and you know, should we, should we keep calling him jacking? Cause you know I heard you pulled up. They said nobody there by the name. They said nobody there by the name of jacking. Tyrion and Jorah have a conversation about Danny and why she should even be the ruler, or why she should sit at the Iron Throne. And Jorah's all, oh, well, it's her blood right. And he's like, well, why is it her blood right any more than anyone else's? Which is a very good question. Just because the Targaryens took over, she stuff about the Targaryens and about why and they blaming it on like the inbreeding as to why he went crazy. Oh, so it's kind of like he was Joffrey. Yes. If Joffrey would have taken control. Yeah. So it, I, I made that parallel. I was like, oh, so like, I'm still thinking it's going to be something with Bran. Like, they were talking about how he was hearing voices saying to burn them all. I feel like it's going to be something like Bran trying to go back during that fight with the White Walkers. And he's going to be in the Mad King's ear. And that's going to be what caused you know, him to go crazy. crazy that would be <laughs> Bran why the Mad King went mad. So Littlefinger sees the new Lancel. And he meets up with who has a little, you know, little kind of exchange about the choice of partners. Because they were talking about Eliza. Being crazy, and so yeah, I mean your choice of partners wasn't the best either. Make another hint that well, I mean he told her before he kind of made it clear that he, she was sleeping with Jamie. Yeah, that wasn't no secret no more. Oh, this tells her that Stannis has not Stannis. That Stannis and Luce are about to fight, and that Sansa is up at Winterfell, about to marry Ramsay. Hey, so hold on, I got a quick side note. Like they keep they they kept referring to it. But, like, maybe I forgot, or maybe I don't remember that part. But why do I feel like it was a different ending for Robert? How did Cersei and Robert kill the game? She had Lancel. She said, so when, when Robert went out on his war hunt, she had Lancel pour, poison his wine. So he him drunk, and then... And he got stabbed. So he was, like, heavily intoxicated for her. Okay. All right. Because I was just like, I know you got... I just wasn't putting that, that two and two together, like how she had him killed. That's why that was all her fault. <laughs> That's why that was her fault. Um, as far as being in on Robert's murder. And I like how 
Innocent Littlefinger tried to play on innocent like he didn't. How did Cersei not know that Littlefinger transported? Well, obviously she she didn't know that he transported. You know that at Winterfell at this point until he like how she connected those dots. Like you disappeared, she disappeared. You come back, you know where she is. Yeah, you because he had those two um two beds on his boat. He's actually gone before that too. Like he had dipped out. We get to see in Marcella all grown up with her, you know, boo, Tristane. Sad thing is, this is like only one of the very few genuinely true, like, little love situations where both people were, like, happy to be in it. Mm-hmm. It was completely innocent. Yeah, it was. There was no weird incest. Don't... No weird incest, no games. They were, like, just two kids in love. It's the only one? Well, I'm trying to think. You guys said that. I'm trying to think back. Like, what was another real love story? There was no other one. I mean, unless you talk about Kat and uh, Ned. Ned, that's about it. And she was mad at him for cheating. <laughs> which we all know he didn't do, but... <clears throat> so, yeah, only, you know, a little true, a little love, full love. So it wasn't just built on anything crazy. So Jamie's trying to get to Marcella before the Sand Snakes get to her because, it, you know, they, they're going to kill her. Let's see, Lady Tyrell returns to get her grandson out of the pokey. <laughs> He's being held by them crazy-ass uh, sparrows. Yeah, sparrows. Right before Sandy gets married. She has to deal with Miranda, giving her a bath because she can't bathe her damn self. And this Miranda kind of, you know, talked about all the chicks before her that Rams like trying to, I think she's just really trying to find out whether or not Sansa really even cared about Ramsey or was really into this and trying to like keep her like, oh, don't get too comfortable type situation. And that's when Sansa calls her out. Like, yeah, but how long have you loved him? Because clearly you're in love with him. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like Sansa did not care. She's trying to make, Miranda was trying to make her jealous over a situation that Sansa was just like, okay, all right, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I don't really want to be in no fucking way, but, you know, I got to. <laughs> I think if Sansa... Okay, so, I think if Sansa had have asserted herself a little bit more with Ramsay, I think this situation could have went a little bit different. And she could have really played her uh, her hand in yeah. the fact that it's like, she kind He couldn't just kill her. No. Like, she was where the actual power was at. Yeah, and I think maybe if she had stepped up with a bigger voice and kind of come to that bitch like, you know, yeah, we're going to run the North. Like, if she had just kind of asserted herself a little bit more, I think Rams, she could have had, like, that, how, uh, oh, God, Joffrey and Marjorie were. Like, had she just asserted herself a little bit more, she probably could have done a little bit better. Like, she probably could have, it could have been a little different. I think he wouldn't have been, like, he wouldn't have fucking straight up abused her after they got married. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I, I see. Where you're he could have probably had a little bit more respect because, you know, obviously the reason why he likes crazy ass Miranda is because she's crazy. Hmm. So had Sansa maybe stepped up a little bit, you should have played a little bit more crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so they get married in the Godswood. These night wedding things are kind of cute, and I like them. Um, I'm digging the night weddings on the show. <laughs> she did not want to touch Theon at all, and like once she started really realizing. The kind of person Ramsey was, which it was kind of clear when they had dinner, and the fact that I mean he's showing his crazy, so she should have done something. Episode seven, the gift. John and Tormund go beyond the wall. They're making their way to horror home. Sam gives John a bunch of dragon glass. You know, take this with you. It didn't appear to me there was that much. I mean, it was a bag of dragon glass, but there's like a lot of people at horror home. We wanted John. Yeah, was Bro. he using all of it? That was his little ammo sack. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Now we're going to skip like two other things in the other 
What else in that episode? Marjorie in jail. Laura's in jail. We just no wait. Marjorie didn't get locked up yet. Yeah. Lars has been in jail. Took them both into custody because they brought in um, what's that dude named Oliver, and he snitched on both of their ass. And they took them oh, both. Yeah. Into I do have that in my Lady Tyrell notes, and did totally skip over that last half of that whole paragraph I wrote. You right? <laughs> Am I just? That's what I'm about to be. I'm about to be here for uh, the skips. Joey here skipping. <laughs> you know, I honestly watching like this episode. Let's just let's just fucking call it what it is. This episode. And I feel like the next episode, the gift was just bullshit leading up the hard home. I mean, yeah, but this is still stuff that we kind of got to touch on because it leads into, you know, High Sparrow on the set, Walk with Tone and all of that stuff. Like, You're right. Okay. So. You know what I'm saying? That. And then the Sand Snakes tried to go murk, murk Marcella. It was like, about to go get, about to go revenge my pops. You're right. We did skip over that last part of that too. <laughs> I did have that at the end of that note. Those notes. But well, you were just trying to get the heart home. That's what you really um, Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, episode six was just like I felt like watching it because I had to watch it. <laughs> right. Okay. So recapping episode. We just this is recap episode six real quick. Lady Tyrell shows up. They had this fake ass Inquisition. That whole thing is a fucking farce. Right. Hold on. As much as you love Lady O, she was in rare form in this episode. She came for Cersei like, bitch, I know you've been doing this for my son and uh, my grandson and my granddaughter. Uh, you, uh, I'm coming for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming for all that. Yes. She's talking about these veil threats. She was like, ain't no veil? What you mean? I'm coming at your neck. Very true. She was very far with that because she knew there was like, it was. she knew it was all bullshit. She knew what Cersei's doing and why Cersei was doing it. So she did call her on it. Straight up. Um, and they brought in Oliver, who, you know. Snitching. Yeah. Yeah, him and Shay. Mm, whores of a feather flock together. Uh, right, I didn't think about that. She coming up soon, too, how bitch ass. He snitches, and then they snatch up Marjorie, who gets locked up. Poor, Tom, poor Tommy. Poor motherfucking Tommy. You do honestly feel bad for him during these episodes, because it's like he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying his best, and all these people are just yelling at him. <laughs> right, because wasn't he, what was he at that point, like 13? He's like 10. What? Jeez. Tommy yeah. was like 10 or 11 years old. He was young. He, he was mad young. So, Tommy, Tommy, poor baby, is now watching his, his first his first love, his first girlfriend, and his wife <laughs> get carted off. And ain't shit he can do about it. And They won't, they won't even let this boy go see her. Yeah, no. All right, episode seven. The gift. John and Tormund get ready to go behind the wall, and what's his face? Alistair Thorne tells John he's an idiot, and that you're spitting on everybody who's died, fighting the White Walkers, and he's just like, well, you know what, that, let's just let, let it go already. My God, we got bigger fish to fry. And then we even realize how big of fish to fry at this point, but they got bigger fish to fry. So, Maester Aemon, we learned is, well, we've already known he was, you know, a Targaryen, but he's Aegar Targaryen's older brother, and We've mentioned his age before him being like 104 years old, but mm-hmm. I never really thought about it. that. Motherfucker was 144 years old. 104 years old. That was John's great, great, great uncle. Mm-hmm. Aegon. Yeah. Or Maester Aemon was his, yeah, his great, great, great uncle. He was 104. Damn. In some generations. Yeah. With mad generations. Because his brother was their dad's, I think, grandfather. That's what it was. So, what relation was he to the Mad King? No, he, no, I'm 
King's great uncle. Great uncle? Yeah. Yeah, because his brother had a son, and then that son had the Mad King, is what it was. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of, I actually think I might go back and read those books. The lore books? Yeah, because there's like the one that goes into, um, or the Rhaegar who married his sisters, Visenya and Paris. Like that story seems mad dope. And I think I actually want to go back and read that. I actually think that was, I don't know, but, but uh, it was like Egg and Buck or something like that was one of those books or one of those stories. Like that. But they actually look mad dope. And I think that's what HBO should really do as the next series. So we're just probably going to have to sit through a whole bunch more incest, incest shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that story seems pretty dope and would like to be that. Going to be very interesting on Brain Reveal is John's true <clears throat> lineage and Danny finds out. Yeah. I just wonder who's going to like vomit in their mouth first. <laughs> yeah. Well, either one of them really be even bothered. Like, how bothered will they be? Who's going to be the most bothered? I, I, me personally, think John will be the most bothered. Because Danny don't give a fuck. Danny's trying to rule everything. So Danny's going to be like, whatever, nigga. You see how she was doing the other dude she talked to? Be right. I honestly don't think Danny will be too bothered by it at all. She's gonna slow the art. It's too late now. <laughs> Can't take it back. Is she pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still calling that. So, Mr. Eamon is dying. He's sick. And, well, he does die. Him and Gilly, like, I, I like that Gilly was there and the relationship with, you know, Gilly and her baby. And, with, and he told Sam, get them south before, you know, because he knows what's coming. You know, something comes. So just give himself. So Sam said I got this candle from that old lady from Wintertown who told her, you know, you got friends everywhere. You're so you're never alone. And she tries to implore Theon, because at this point, well, we, we had to endure another central rape scene, um, I guess, with, not I guess. Or say, had, I guess. <laughs> we had to endure <laughs> another one. <laughs> uh, Sam's on her wedding night when Ramsey made Theon stand there and watch. So at this point now we realize, I don't know what the time period that's going by here is that she's been there because they've been married because she's got mad bruises on her from him, you know, saying he's coming in there every night and he's like abusing her and having sex with her and then locks her in the room all day long. She tries to get Theon to light the candle for her and Theon. More snitching. Exactly. So you think he's going to go light the candle? Nope. He went straight to Ramsey with his old reek ass. Told Ramsey. Ramsey brings Sansa out of the room, takes her downstairs, chit-chat with her, whatever, you know, that false sense of security, just to be like, oh, yeah, about that. So that old lady, that friend of yours, getting her ass a lot. And she had the audacity to die before I even got done. Because <laughs> he was seem like he was genuine. So much when she had a heart attack before he even got to her face and, like, didn't give her any information, which I'm just like, yo, shout out to her for being the only non-snitch on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Sansa... <clears throat> Feels bad because Sansa has a tender heart. That would be my last straw for Theon. Like he would have had no chances after that. I just went, okay, all right, I see. I would be surprised. Loki, and Loki was. Yeah, I'm about to say she probably was done with fucking Theon. And Loki was like, nah, nigga, that's it. She wasn't. She wasn't in that bed, bruised no more, waiting on dinner. <clears throat> we came in there and she was sitting at that table like, yo, we need to talk right now. So Stannis hits us with the uh, Luke Cage quote, "Always forward." <laughs> that's all I wrote for Stannis. In, in, in that scene. Um, so Gilly is about to get, you know, roughed up. Well, no, Sam gets his ass beat by two other of uh, the Night's Watch guys. 
And but he he doesn't go down with like he's not about to give up. He was about to stand up and take that ass open for his woman. And snow comes in, or a ghost. Ghost comes in. So we know where ghost is at now. Now we know where ghost is. You're protecting Sam at yeah. the wall. Walks in for 2.5 seconds, growls, and then dips the fuck back out. Because I would have thought that when Sam's ass fell back down and Gilly was like sitting like, oh, are you okay? I would have thought that ghost maybe would have came over and like started sniffing him or licking on him or something. We didn't even see ghost again. We didn't even see him exit the scene. He just... They didn't have enough money for that. Back, 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 to, back to this budget. That was his cameo. <laughs> just a reminder that he still exists, basically. So Danny and Dario talk about cleaning up the city. And Dario was like, you know what? Every good ruler, you know, had to shed some blood, and you can't, re- you can't, you're not gonna be able to move, remove all of the brutality out of your reign. As much as you want to come off as this peaceful, niceful person, and you are doing great shit, you're gonna have to get, like, your hands are gonna get dirty. You're not gonna be, it's not gonna be this clean cut thing, which is, you know, was a very good point. Lady Tyrell goes to the High Septum, and this was two. This was a moment where there was two old people in the scene. I didn't want to ship them. <laughs> I just wanted her to. Fuck him up. Like I wanted her to punch him. That's when you would see the old people fight. Yes. Old people fight more in my life. I wanted to see Lady Tyrell like beat the fuck out of him. She like she probably had hands back in the day. So she had just like pushed him down them steps with nobody in there but them. And that's exactly what she would have (laughs) said. And she she could have took him out if she really wanted to. But they sit there and have a conversation and you know. Again, she she doesn't pull her punches. She's just like, what well, what the fuck is it that you want? Like you you playing this whole nice guy of the people role, and that's just gonna get you so far. So, what is it that you really want? And he still, I mean, I was buying it. I was like, maybe he just really does care about the people. Maybe he just wants the best. What do you think he really wanted? <clears throat> Honestly, Batman, Batman. What did he really want? Honestly, at well, this Sansa for sure, but like, okay, I guess whatever it was, it would be Sansa by his side. Like, what do you think you really, really want? Oh, it's my little finger? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the high septum. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say. No, high septum, I don't know what that nigga wanted. What did little finger, I think, at this point, still thought there was a possibility for him to have Sansa and sit on Iron Throne. Like, I think for him, Endgame was the Iron Throne. I don't think he ain't one that fucking Warden of the North thing. If he could full on, I think he would take the Warden of the North if he could get it. But I think if he could find a route that would lead him to the Iron Throne, that's the route he would take. I think the Warden of the North was probably something that at this point is going to be like, all right, as much as it's happened, if I could just lock that position up, then I'm good. I feel like that was a slap in the face to Ned. Like, that was one of those things. Oh, of course. Like, oh, yeah. We know he hated Ned. Being able to be Warden of the North would have, he would have took that shit. Then it would have been, he would have been King of the North. Like, he would have took that shit and ran with the whole North thing. Oh, he'd have been rejected everybody did. Hey, I'm King of North, I'm King of North, I'm King of North. Mm-hmm. But I think he would have probably like he would have sent he would have let Stannis through, like he would have helped Stannis get down there because I think that he believes that he could have just kind of did his own thing and been comfortable if Stannis was ruling in the South as opposed to Cersei. I think that would have been way more comfortable for him if, if Stannis ran shit as mm-hmm. opposed to Cersei running shit though. And him holding the North would have been what he was cool with. Tommen is sad. He tells his mom he's sad because he can't do shit and everybody locked up and can't, he can't do nothing. And seriously reassures him that no matter what, she will always be there for him and she will literally burn cities to the ground to protect her baby. And she was not joking. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, Jamie tries to convince Marcella to leave Dorne. Marcella's like, no. I'm happy. Yes, I'm happy here. The summer, you know, summer weather agrees with me. 
and she's in love with Tristane, and she did, look, she played her part. Her mom told her she had to go fucking get married. She didn't want to do it, but she did it, and now she's genuinely in love, and she's happy, so now she's not leaving. Like, y'all made me do this. Y'all made me come here. You're not about to make me go back. And she's like, I'm really not messing with King's Landing right now, so it's fine. I don't even like the whole vibe y'all got going on down there. I did like that she was willing to stand up to Jamie, at least for her happiness. Like, she was willing to be like, no, I'm not going. I did admire that. She's obviously got bigger balls than Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe if the ladies in this family are, like, strong. The ones with the actual will. Yeah, yeah. Because for the most part, Lannister men are all just like, okay. So. Nah, don't talk about men too no, I mean, I was, honestly, I was trying to figure out where Tyrion fell on this scale of things, and he might fall somewhere in the middle, he, closer to the strong side, because obviously, you know, he tells everybody what the fuck he thinks, but at the back of it all, at the end of it, it's all for his family, like, he legitimately was trying to do right by his family, which also brings some shit into question later on, but we ain't there yet, so we'll talk about it when we get there, um, season seven, but during the fight with these sand snakes, Ron had got, N- no, this was during... We got they so they're in jail now, and it has poison starting to kick in. So this is when he has the whole scene with the young sand snake. I mean, yeah. with, her fi- with her fine self. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? All sense of himself. <laughs> What's her name again? Nymeria. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> um, yeah, she, yeah, she probably good. What you mean, probably? Well, I'm just trying to see. Her. We've like we've loosely referenced this before. She top five, top five, top five. Because <clears throat> I, I, I think you had somebody in your top five, and I was just like, uh, as a dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's your top five. So <laughs> anyway, Bron was poisoned, and they give him the cure. Littlefinger finds out like he doesn't have much left because when he goes to meet with Lady Tyrell, he walks into his old his tore up ass brothel. Dynasty, and then an error. <laughs> him gotta find a new job buddy this is also when we get the full truth of what happened to joffrey we learned that lady olena and Littlefinger were the ones who plotted this shit and made it happen like they're the ones who brought down a king and she makes it very clear to Littlefinger that if he don't figure out a fucking way to help her she's gonna have no problem throwing his ass underneath a bus she's like i'm old yeah. i live my life it's fine she was like bro they gonna find pieces of your body all over Westeros, bro. Daniel opened up the fighting pit. So Jorah, who this is, he who's now been sent away two times. <laughs> two times been told get the fuck on, <laughs> get your ass up out of here. Makes his way back again into Danny's good, you know, into her presence at the fighting pits. And actually, no, wait, was it the fighting pit yet, or was this when they first met? No, this was the second time he's told to go away. No, this is the fighting pits. Yeah, because she he's already brought her Tyrion. Or just when he brings her Tyrion. Because I have Tyrion meets Danny in this episode. Was this when they met? Well, it wasn't the main fighting pits, it was the local and they showed up. And he's about to get in your body here and that's what Tyrion was about. So this is when they met? This is when yeah, this is her first time meeting Tyrion. Tyrion. Okay. This is Danny's first time meeting Tyrion. This is when this is okay. So this is time number two. This is the second time Jorah gets told to get the fuck out of the city. So Cersei visit, visits Marjorie. Um, she, I love how she, well, not love, but she decides to throw that whole sister thing back in her face. Um, you is, you know. <laughs> so now it's Cersei's time to be a smart ass with the whole calling her sister and shit. 
And Marjorie's like, I don't want to see you back in here. Get your spiteful ass up out of here and go. And Cersei talks to the High Septum, who then shows his hand as far as like, oh, well, yeah, by the way, so we done heard some shit about you too. And what do you got to say? Yeah, you don't believe us? Hey, Lancel, come holler me real quick. Another narc <laughs> comes out the woodwork. Damn, this is the Super Snitcher episode. Yes. <laughs> so Lancel tells all Cersei business and she gets hemmed up by the, the one of the septums or scepters, septa, what do they call the fucking females? I thought they called them septums too, didn't they call them septums? No, the ladies who, who like worked with the high sparrow. Yeah, the, the the girl, the lady who's saying shame and all that shit. Yeah, and then yeah. what was? They call it septa. They call, they're septas. Septas, okay, that's what it was. She was, so, sept, she was septa unella. Yes, so septa unella. Puts them paws on Cersei. <laughs> I'm glad that they found, they cast a woman who like was, she wasn't like big, like overweight or anything like that, but she was solidly bigger than Cersei. So she mm-hmm. legitimately ass and was like nah you come on me and Cersei ends up in a damn dungeon of her own my how the tables have turned but she leaves her with that last uh foreshadowing message my face gonna be the last face you see before you die yes she she made her. he said that i was like well the first time i seen this i was like damn she that she gonna die <laughs> like, <laughs> hey she gonna never- Hey, you know, I don't know how much longer you're going to be on the show, but just know, if Cersei <laughs> said you're going to die, you're going to die. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah, you ain't going to make it. So, episode eight, Hard Home. There you Fun- go. You better, have mad, you better have mad notes on this episode since you wanted to skip to it three times. Oh, okay. So, we're gonna, this episode starts off. Tyrion and Danny. Poor Jorah gets exiled. He got the booty game. But we get to see Tyrion and Danny talking. Okay. That's what the fuck it opens with. Tyrion and Danny. Arya gets her first job. She's got to go watch this gambler man who's taking bets. Basically, is it was he even betting or was he just? Yeah, yeah, he was betting. He ain't shit. He was betting that the dudes could go through the whole trip with no incident. They come back, no incident, and then he was like, "Nah, I ain't paying." Okay, so he was. So it wasn't just like high risk ass life insurance. Policy. Nah, it was no risk because he knew he was going to take the money anyway. Okay. So she's supposed to watch this guy and, you know, take on this, this role and then eventually kill him. Okay. So we get Arya. Cersei gets interrogated. She gets accused of fornication, incest, and murder, all of which she's not going to confess to. And she tells, uh, what the hell? Unella. No, the one who made the hound. Or the mountain. The one who made the mountain to the fucking Frankenstein. Kyburn. Yeah, Kyburn. So she tells Kyburn she ain't about to confess to shit and... He's like, okay, I mean, it's a way out, but if you ain't going to do it, nah, it's okay, you know, we'll do whatever you want to do. I'm going to follow suit. So we get Cersei. Then we get back to Sansa. Oh, Sansa and Theon are prisoners. So they're both prisoners still. What else? We get Sansa. We get to Tyrion. Like, I feel like they made it a point to touch on almost, like, every other thing before they got to John. <laughs> like, we're they try to get all that out of the way. <clears throat> yeah. Because I'm sitting here and I'm watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. This is hard home. Where the fuck are the zombies? Like, <laughs> and I, like as I'll say these notes. So Tyrion um, talks to Danny. He wants to see if Danny's the right kind of evil. Like, if she, you know, because everybody's a little crazy. Everybody's a little evil. But, you know, ask her if she's the right kind of terrible or whatever. Um, and then she decides to make him her advisor. So Danny or uh, Tyrion gets a promotion that I don't even think he was even looking for. A job he wasn't even looking for. But now he got a job. He is a 
Seriously, still ain't confessing and she's drinking off the ground. So, oof, oof, this oof. episode is an hour and 40 minutes long. Is it really? Then we finally get the hard home. <laughs> what oh, I, he goes like. Like, once John, like once they got there, like sailing in on a boat, I was like, yo, what? how fucking long has this episode been on? 33 minutes before they actually got there. Is that, how, is that episode really that long? It's an hour and 40 minutes in, in total. It's um, an hour and what? Previews. So it might legitimately be about like maybe an hour and 30. I don't know. There's probably 10 minutes worth of credits before, five minutes worth of credit before, five minutes worth of credits after the episode. So it's probably an hour and 30. But when you hit pause on HBO, it says an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So Wildlings. So, okay. This episode, you once you get to this point, it's like, okay, it's been on for a little while. We got mad shit. And I know we still got mad shit to go. So I want every episode to be like this long, but full of actual action, like not filler shit. Like this had filler stuff at the front of it. And then we get to the meat and potatoes. So I need an hour and 40 minute episode with no filler in this last season. Like every episode should have like very little to no filler coming up next season for sure. So we beat the Lord of Bones and the elders with the wildlings. They got their own little council thing going on. And one of them mentions large ice spiders. When they're debating whether or not they're going to actually help John and Torment because John is the enemy. And the Southerners have always been the enemies. Uh, they're all pretty skeptical, which they have every right to be. I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily trust these motherfuckers neither. So can't blame them. But the chick, we never get a name for her. At least I don't remember her name. I don't remember hearing her name at all. <clears throat> the uh, female wildling who was in there, who was, who was on that council. <clears throat> Carsey. What was her name? Carsey. Oh, okay. Well, she did have a name. Uh, she was like, yeah, she hates thins just like everybody else hates thins. So no one likes the thins. They, no one likes them at all. So that's been a reoccurring thing among them all. So they start boarding the boat. Because <clears throat> they're murdering people and eating. <laughs> everybody got to survive somehow. <laughs> nigga, bro, nigga, nigga roasting forearms. Like, wait, what? You eating fingers? You know, I'm not even going to justify. I'm not even going to try to justify. I'm just going to sound terrible. <laughs> So they start boarding people on the boats. They send them out to the ships, you know, to get them away from there and get them, you know, south of the wall. And, and John offers, tells them, look, we're, you're going to get past the wall. You're going to be able to settle in the south. You'll be fine. Then we start hearing, like, this weird noise. And people start running because they realize that White Walkers are coming. Now, what the fuck was this? Where, why was this random wall with the gate right there? Like, that, I didn't. Uh, me either. <laughs> like after after watching this, I was like, "Wait a minute, why was that there? Was this like essentially something like closing off this shipyard or this dock or whatever? Like I I didn't understand why that why that wall and that big ass door were there, but there was a wall and a door. So when they shut it off and like everybody was yelling and screaming trying to get through, and then all of a sudden it goes silent. Like that's when I was like, "Oh shit! Like it's a shit's about to get real once that silence hit. Like and just went completely silent for a second, and then shit." Turns the fuck up because they all started turning into fucking White Walkers and trying to get fucking through breaking down the walls. This was a very fast-paced scene. It became a lengthy scene and it was really fast-paced. And I realized the only other episode that was really obviously this was the, the predecessor to the Battle of the Bastards for sure. As far as like how fast it went, all the action and what was going on in it, it there was a lot. John's not going to go to the boat. He stays and tries to get as many people out as he can because that's kind of how John is. Which is a nice thing to do. That's what you should be doing. 
He's trying to look bad for everybody. And we get our first. Is that what they are essentially? Ice generals? What the fuck are these dudes? The ice generals? Is that what they were called? I don't know who they are. I mean, I have no clue. I would just call them white walkers. We'll call them the white generals, I guess. I don't know. So we get to see our first one of those in action. And my note here was this dude was Neo. Like, he moved like Neo from the Matrix. The way he was just fucking do- dodging and dipping them fucking sword swing. Or the first off, that big ass axe swing. The way he was dipping and dodging that. And John was just like getting his ass. You know what? I'm gonna voice my displeasure with Game of Thrones. All these what? white walkers and whites and everybody just murking everybody. And then you get to John, and this nigga just throwing them around left and right. Like, I mean, yes, I don't want John to die, but for the, you know, for the validity of the show. I need you to, like, stab him. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you got this big sword in one hand and you walk up to him and then you throw him and then you <laughs> kick him? I'm just that, like, you murked a thin dude in, like, two two seconds. Got him up out of there. He swung at you twice. You shattered his damn axe on the third swing and hit him with the one the, the little one poke and it was over. But for John, they got to pull the theatrics. I'm just like, come on. When John when John was trying to get the dragon glass bag out of wherever it was stuck at, that was the one thing I noticed here. I was like, he had more than enough time where he could he could have killed John. And I didn't even see him. Could just walk up on him and poke him with the sword behind the back and see him. You know what I'm saying? I, again, I don't want it to happen, but come on, man. I need some continuity here. <laughs> yeah, which is like, why didn't he just? You know, maybe he needed a good fight. He's been bored. He just so he, he wanted oh, to word, get bored. <laughs> Talk it up. Maybe he needed a fight. So then he would have fought the fan instead of murking them in 11 seconds. <clears throat> so this fight goes on. John gets, you know, the wind fucking knocked out of him. You know, get, finally gets his hand back on long clothes again and, you know, a couple more little slashes and the old dude is dead. And this is when John realizes, oh, that's interesting. Evidently my sword can kill them too. But he still didn't piece it together because we he, he doesn't piece it together until he's back talking to Sam again. So yeah, John ain't the sharpest. I guess I mean I guess you're in the middle of getting your ass kicked and this shit is not what you expected and you're probably not thinking right. So he takes them out. So one down. Now we discover later on that when you take out one of these generals, that all the people that they've turned also die. That didn't seem to happen here. Like well, no, it ain't happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it didn't, like, there was, there was no, there was no, <coughs> nothing with that here in this scene. We ain't seen one dude drop. Which I, either is, like, bad, like, continuation on somewhere? Because they mention it, like, it happens later on, but yeah, it's we like. We see it, we see it, they kill them and then. Maybe. Boys drop. It wouldn't make So we see one one out here fighting off Mad Walker, F Mad White Walkers. Um, that poor lady. Doesn't make it to the boat. She dies. Why ain't one one just like, like cannonball on a lot of these people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was so many useful things he could have done. He could have just stepped on them. Like he could have just been like kicking right. them. You could have literally just marched through all of them. You could have barrel rolled. You could have ran full speed and then just jumped in the air <laughs> and like get to swing it and like belly flopped on like a thousand of them real quick. Yeah. Millen. It, it would be interesting to see how a white how taking down a giant to turn a giant into a white walker would not be fucking easy to do at all. Like that would be hard. Like you literally have to like stab in its eyes or some shit like that. To be able to get the javelin popping again. Yeah. You're taking out dragons midair while they moving. Come on. Come on. 
you could get a damn giant. Like you. So at this point, they're like, "All right, we need to get the fuck out of here because we we're not gonna be able to take all. We not we, we gotta go, gotta go." So Torment's pretty fast. He's pretty light on his feet as they're running to the boat. They get in said boat. We get the Night King, like getting even closer, up close and personal with the Night King. And at this point, also one one is like, "Nah, I'm getting the fuck up here." So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cool too. I'm straight. Which leads me to believe, not believe, which leads me to another statement. How the fuck did one one get to the wall? You know, he ain't happening on the he ain't happening on those ships. No, he ain't walking the bottom of the ocean or the sea. Maybe he just like walked over to another piece of land. Maybe there was a piece of land somewhere nearby that he like hopped on and then walked. Mm. Maybe. Like walking on the street. Continuity Game of Thrones. <laughs> Let's not try to figure it out. <laughs> right. Continuity. It goes back to what Armani said. They ain't had the bread. They were just like, hey man, he got here. Just know he got here. He here. That's all that's don't important. Ask why, don't ask how he got here. Just know he got here. My question though was more so why did he pull the boat? Like he just walked past them. <laughs> he could have pulled that boat faster so they got away faster. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, y'all wrote that bitch on your own. I'm good. I've done enough today. And then the Night King hits us with the come at me. Come oh. at me, bro. Come yeah. at me, bro. You see everybody be killed? Rise, my children. That was, and John, like, the look on John's face is like, oh, fuck. Yo, on my mama, when I first watched it for the first time, I had the exact same look watching this episode. Yo, I reround that like t- last ten minutes the first time I seen this episode like three times, just because I was like, "Yo, did this dude?" I think I put it on my Facebook when I watched it. Like, "Yo, did this dude?" I know I'm late, people. It's already happened, but did this dude just raise his hands, like, and uh, and like thousands of people just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, he fuck up like that was nuts. So I think I was more sick at that moment than any moment of the show. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, and then it was like, okay, so this is what the show was really about. Like yeah. this is what it's really about. Yeah. When <laughs> it happened, I was like, oh everybody about to die. <laughs> I was like, oh y'all stand a chance. This dude is killing you and then he could so it's less on your team and now it's more on my team. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you know what? Truthfully, I, I feel like at this point too, it became fuck everything else that's really going on. Like everything else is now just fluff until we get to this. Like this is really what the fuck that this is in game. Everything else is literally just filler at this point. After this point, everything else is just filler. Like who gives a fuck what Littlefinger wants? Because he ain't getting it. <laughs> like, yeah, he can want what he wants all he wants, but at some point he gotta deal with that guy. And Littlefinger ain't ready for that. Like no one's ready for that. So and the fact that no one knows it's coming at this point except for John. It's just crazy. So, all right, we're gonna take a break. This week's episode of the House of Lords podcast has been brought to you by us. Yes, it's brought to you by us. So, if you would like to help us sustain this podcast and grow this podcast, here's a few great ways you can do so. You could share the link to our podcast on your social medias. Let it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even MySpace if you're feeling nostalgic. Yeah, use the hashtag blurred pod that's our hashtag you can join the conversations that we're having let us know what you think about the things that we're talking about 
on Twitter. You can use the hashtag pod in. That's a now listening hashtag. Those other people know what you're listening to as well. It's a great way to find other podcasts by creators of color. If you want to step it up a little bit and you want to help us out financially, you can check out our Patreon located at patreon.com forward slash house of blurs. We keep it simple there. You can donate as little as a dollar a month up to even more, whatever you're so inclined to do. Um, There's some great giveaways on there, depending on the different tier levels. Definitely check it out. Or if you're not too big on commitment, you can visit our PayPal at House of Blurds. And you can just hit us with a one-time donation because anything counts. Yes, every dollar counts. Any notes that are left with those donations, be it on Patreon or on PayPal, will be read out on the show. So we'll definitely give you a shout out because we greatly appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening. Now back to the show. So we pick back up season five, episode eight, Dance of Dragons. All of Stannis' shit is going to hell. <laughs> like everything's falling apart for poor Stannis. His camp's getting burned up. So some dude sneaking to the camp in the middle of the night and start burning shit up. They kill horses. They burn down tents and they wreak havoc. And he gets up and he's just like, what the fuck? You know, Melisandre, mm-hmm. I've tried. However, she, everything you keep. She's going. She's going. <laughs> Just not working out well. Um, she was like, I don't want no part of this. Wait, we haven't we haven't gotten her dipping out yet. Okay. <laughs> this is before she dips out. Because we she he hasn't even made the ultimate sacrifice yet. This is when he tells her, you still have, you know, some great weapons in your arsenal. And he's like, what the fuck? Do, what am I supposed to yeah, do now? What you, what you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, you still have, you know, the king's blood that you can sacrifice. And he's looking at her like, you can't. <laughs> Before he goes and talks to Shireen <laughs> and breaks the bad news to her, Stannis decides. So Stannis is going to get Davos to fuck up out of here because he knows good and damn well Davos would not be on board with this because he knows how much Davos hates Melisandre and he knows that he she would not he would not rock this plan. So he comes up with this thing. I'm going to send you to the Wall to try and convince the Night's Watch. No, nah, not convince. You tell the Night's Watch I need hey, fucking tell people. Send, tell them you need to send me people. Yes. Send food, send people, send horses, and like, hey, fucking Sam. And Davos was like, hey, well, let me take your wife and your daughter with me back to, you know, to the wall. And he's like, nah, he's like, well, at least let me take Shireen. This ain't no place for a child to be, which legitimately was the truth. And he's still like, nope, my family stays with me to the end. So Davos has to go off by himself. So Jamie is on the boat. He's, you know, convinced Oberyn's brother to. You know, as a sign of good faith, you know, let them come and visit King's Landing, put Cersei's mind to rest that everything is okay. Because clearly the Sand Snakes also, like, she was almost harmed inside. And he's like, look, I don't want a war. I'm trying to be cool with you people. So I'll let Marcella go, but you're going to take Tristan with you because that still has to be a thing. So take them both, you know, let them both go on a little vacation visit. And he's like, okay. So they, you know, get on the boat. Arya spots Sir Marin Trant. So... While she's out doing her little spy stuff, her Harriet the Spy mission. Harriet she, the Spy. <laughs> she spots Sir Marin Trant, who was the top of her list, and all her her killer senses start tingling. She just said, fuck my original mission. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that dude. Um, the, the thin man, yeah, he can wait. It's interesting. So, seriously sent Lord Tyrell on this mission like a whole last season ago and he just now getting the Bravos. Really did. It was really like the beginning. It was really like five or six episodes ago. <laughs> we have had Varys getting from they got from like fucking Marine to King's Landing in like ten minutes. <laughs> the fuck did it 
take him so long to get the Bravos. They got from King's Landing to what's the where where did they go? When fucking uh, north of the wall? <laughs> no, 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 no. Where was that first episode when he just when he put him by the box? Pentos. Pentos. So he's yeah. using a guy from King's Landing to Pentos to Marine back to King's Landing in two episodes. But it took this nigga a whole ass three years to get yeah. and. And it wasn't no, like, okay, it was just in the background shit, because we had Arya legitimately go through fucking full-on training. Yeah. Like, she's been at the House of Black and White for a while, so this is definitely a little slip-up in some continuity here, because this is like, oh yeah, we forgot oh. about him. We did send him uh, here, didn't we? Continuity. <laughs> so, <laughs> we see Lord Tyrell, we see Sir Marin Trent, they're in Bravos, you know, negotiating with some bankers. Yeah, wow. stalker mode. And he has no clue what is going on with his kids, which is the fucked up part. <laughs> he has no idea that his kids' lives are going to shit right now. Let's see. Tyrion's not a fan of the fighting pits. And, you know, he's sitting up there with, what did we say his name was? V. Whatever the fuck the dude that uh, Danny agrees to marry. Oh, um, his, his, his doe something. His doe yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think last episode you referred to him as like his dar Rahim. Yeah, yeah, his dar Abdul Rahim. That's what I'm calling for now. He, his dar Abdul Rahim. So they're sitting there, and you know what? He's kind of parked up a lot from being in that fucking dungeon, about to get eaten by a dragon. Like he's sitting out here, mad, kind of bold with it, like just because he, he made it out. My mom made it. I guess, but to think that she wouldn't fucking still feed his ass to a dragon, like, bitch, you still have an accident. Don't get too comfy. Like, he's getting real comfortable, and she kind of side-eyed him, looking like, um... Well, you gotta get comfortable. That's her, 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 her fiancé. It's her intended, as they call it. Her affiance. They're sitting there. Tyrion's not a fan of the fighting or whatever. As they bring out the fighters, this is when Jorah makes it back for the third time. <laughs> so this is when Jorah is standing there, and Danny's like... This nigga. <laughs> she ain't said this time. She was really concerned this time. She was like, oh, this the fighting pits fighting pits. Yeah, like you about to get fucked up here, you homie. Might you might die. You might die. And I wasn't like, I wanted you to go away, but now I'm not sure if I wanted you to die, die. Like, yeah, I, don't I don't want you to, I don't want to watch you die. So, but needless to say, she claps her hands and the fighting commences. As they're fighting and fucking old ass Jorah is actually winning. Which nah, not at first. Not at first. As he should have, he's old as fuck. Like he's old compared to and like it's not like well, I guess he did spend a lot of time with Dothraki, so I guess maybe it, it would seem plausible that he would be in good fighting shape because he was he's been out here with hanging out with Dothrakis and shit like that. And actually it seemed like he was with the Dothraki before he even got to Danny. So it was like he seemed like really? he was He's the one who kind of set up that whole relationship. Like, didn't he kind of set... Wasn't he, like, brokering that deal? Kind of. He didn't know them. No. He definitely didn't know them. I guess that that makes sense. I guess now that I think about it after the fact, maybe Jorah was in good fighting shape. So, he does his damn thing. He survives. And then it looks like he's going to throw a dark dagger into the stand towards Danny. She's like, what the fuck? And this is when the Sons of the Harpy decide to lose their goddamn minds. So... Where the fuck are all of the Unsullied at? I granted. I'm watching this. I was just like, my G, it's not that many. It's really not that many of y'all protecting y'all queen. It, exactly. It was like, how didn't she buy like nine thousand of them? Where are they at? Like, I mean, I get that they can't. They weren't all gonna be like standing up in there, but you would think that based on everything that's going on, they would have been at the gates on the outside though. Like, they would have been mad at like 
there probably should be patrolling the streets, guarding the entrance to Marine. Like, where the fuck is all these uns- Like, these Sons of the Harpy dudes got up in there way too easy. There's a shit ton of them. And not that many unsullied. And then when, like, they were trying to get out and escape, their exits kept getting closed off by Sons of the Harpies and their friends. So it's like, again, where the fuck was the unsullied outside of this stadium? Oh, no, a lot of them did get killed in that whole fracas, the first, the first fracas. Okay, so then that then begs the question, where the fuck did all them soldiers show up with that when she decided to uh, march on fucking Harrenhal or wherever it was they went later on? She had Madden's, like, where, the, where were all of those guys? Indeed, indeed, that is another continuity question. <laughs> but anyway, so she don't even need them because she's got Drogon. <laughs> Does she? Does she? At this point, we don't know. This nigga been missing for eighty-seven days. This one, he he drops in and he saves his mom's life though. So he starts, you know, flaming motherfuckers up. I realized that the the uh, sound the dragons make are the sounds the velociraptors or the T Rexes make on Jurassic Park as well. The exact same sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you think they just? Do you think they just borrow some Jurassic Park noises? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, we got. This. Like, hey man, let me get that soundtrack. Hey, can I get that that, that Velociraptor soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, there was probably some working together there. Somebody worked on on Jurassic Park at some point. <laughs> they were like, you know what? Fuck it. They're all lizards. Uh, so, so Drogon swoops in. He saves his mom's life and gets Danny the fuck out of there. So this is the first time we get to see Danny riding a dragon. <sighs> was it a moment for you? Like it was for me? Yes. It was like, man, so much shit is just like between oh. this and then the. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I was like, oh, it's official now. She, she, she that bitch. She's for real now. Yes. Ain't it's... nobody, ain't nobody fucking with her no more. And it's interesting that that came on the end of this episode, which showed that Danny was like, okay, this she, you're right, she's that bitch, and it's it's real. As opposed to the end of the last episode where we get poor John fucking like beat and fucking mm-hmm. defeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like shit is not going his way. <laughs> so... mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole fire and ice contrast is like real. So episode 10, season five, episode 10. So the season finale, season five finale, Mother's Mercy. So Stannis thinks. That if he burns his fucking child at the stake, he'll have good luck and everything will go his way. <laughs> oh. not a good, it's not a good thought process, bro, bro. You could have yeah. had better ideas. It's like, uh, you know, if just sucking the blood out of a fake king with some leeches and I was able to have two people the fuck up out of here. Why the fuck would you need to, like, full-on burn Shireen to win this war? Like, I would think maybe we just get a little bit of blood up out of her. Like, why didn't fucking Stannis offer to open up a vein? How about you just take the blood of the king? Like, yeah, what? like, I am a king. You could just, oh, let me slice a finger and get a couple drops in here. Yeah, take an ear or some shit. Like, I'll make it. Let me sacrifice some shit. I'm willing to sacrifice some things. Let me, a couple fingers, a toes, an ear, something before you decide to burn your child. Like, there's... With that escalate to me, like they just seemed like there was no questions asked. It's like you keep saying King's blood is powerful. Well, what more powerful King's blood is there than the fucking blood of the king? Like, okay, crazy white lady. It threw me off just because 
you keep seeing, I don't know, you keep seeing the prophecies quote unquote come true, but it's just like he said before, like all of this isn't really getting me anywhere close to the throne. Like people are dying. If anything, it's got, it's gotten you further from the throne because before you were at least at Dragonstone, you were near King's Landing. Now you're all the way in the fucking north. Mm-hmm. So it's just not working. Um, <laughs> so they burned Shireen at the stake. That was that was a tough scene, and I'm glad that they didn't hold back and they didn't edit it as hard as it was to see a child burn at the stake. I'm glad they didn't pull the punch like that. Like the fact that you heard her screaming, crying, crying for mom and dad. Yes. I'm watching it and begging them to stop. It was just so tough. And you know what? And I was thinking at this moment, I was like, oh, now she wants to be a mom. Now. Well, the baby's literally minutes away from dying. And now. Now, now you want to be mom. So, but at least she, you know, uh, I mean, I guess better late than never. <laughs> no, it's not oh, better late than never. No, that's, that's <laughs> nah, no, not better late than never. She, yeah, she's just fucking too fucking late. And, you know, she gets so upset the dudes hold her back and Shireen dies. So the next day, which actually is like the start of episode 10. So Stanith thinks it worked. He thinks, okay, we're going to have a good day today. And the dudes are like, hey, we got some bad news. We got something we got to show you. And he's just like, oh, fuck, well, no, what's going on? And then he finds his wife has hung herself in the woods. Well, first, no, I guess like a bunch of dudes had deserted and they left because I mean, they were not on board with children. They didn't sign up for fucking kids to be burned at the stake to win a war. So they deserted. And then they tell him that his wife, they take him to his wife's body who's hanging from a tree. And he's like, oh, great. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, one more thing, buddy. As if this, as if this morning had to start off at shit. Oh, by the way. <laughs> the red woman was seen, like, taking the she, fuck off. <laughs> he slid, half your men slid, your, your daughter's dead, your wife killed herself, and oh, by the way, <laughs> Melisandre slid. The red, the red witch is gone. And he's like, you know what? We're just going to keep going with what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, Let's man, go. We gonna walk. We gonna walk in the winter fell in the snow. Like we here, we might as well finish what the fuck we started at this point. I mean, yeah, he ain't got shit else to lose. He really, he really had nothing did. else to lose at that point. He really, he really didn't. So they, you know, start the little march, and you got Sans up in the window watching, and I guess she's, you know, hoping like, okay, maybe I'll get the fuck out of here. Um, and she had her. I know she had her candle with her lit up in that window. Um, so she did light her candle. Insert rent music. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I, I never thought about it till this moment. <laughs> Even though I love that song, but seriously. <laughs> so, since we're lighting candles. So she's up in there and she's watching this, and Ramsey sends like all of his fucking minutes, Stannis, and that shit was just a fucking slaughter. Like, the way they went at them, and then the way they surrounded them, it was just, you never had a chance, Dennis. Like, this is not, yeah, he never had a fucking chance. So, as we see, it, like, literally, like, goes to that, and then, like, cuts to the fucking snow, and, like, they're all, like, half dead. Well, not half dead, they're all, like, dead. And Stannis is fucked up and wounded by a tree. And in walks Brienne, who finally gets to avenge Renly. And she was, like, Renly of House Baratheon, King of the Andals. <laughs> and the first men. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of these intros. I'm so tired of these intros. The one true king. King. So it's like and Sansa looking like just get on with the lady. <laughs> like, just do what you came to do. Hurry up, hurry up, please. Yeah, like it's a been a bad morning. Just get this the fuck over with. Oh, she kills Stan- Stannis. So she puts Stannis out of his memory. Misery. 
All the while, Sansa has decided, you know what? I'm getting the fuck up out of here because this shit is not going to, like, it don't like it. Yeah, no. It's bad news bears. So she decides to take off. And as she's trying to leave, she gets stopped by good old Miranda and her beau. And who's also got Theon with her. So, you know, Miranda's talking her shit. And Sansa was like, look, I'm going to die. I'm going to die while I'm still, like, me. Fuck this shit. I ain't about to turn me into fucking Reek, Reek Jr. <laughs> Which, damn, you know what, truthfully, like, that's probably what would have happened to her. At this point, like if she had gotten pregnant, had a baby, yeah, at that part, I think Ramsey would have started chipping away at parts of her. Like that, that would have been a wrap. So yeah, and then Theon finally wakes the fuck up a little bit and pushes Miranda over the balcony. That was such a great scene of her falling and fucking hitting the the pavement. <laughs> Not even gonna lie, that was like pretty well done. Kind of evil. She deserved it. I mean, let's be real. We're we're talking about she deserved it. Miranda deserved that. She deserved to go over that wall. She was a bitch. So, and not a very nice one either. Sansa and Theon standing there looking. And then, you know, Ramsey and his men are making it back or coming back to the castle. And they're like, all right, well, we need to get the fuck up out of here. So, Theon takes Sansa. They run. And where do they run to? To the top of the fucking castle wall. Now, I I get it's been snowing for a while. But, (laughs) like, they jumped off the fucking wall of Winterfell. Like a wall. I guess it's probably not, it probably wasn't the highest wall, but it was still an exterior wall. You ain't jumped into some snow before from a high place. We used to do that jumping out of trees and jumping in the snow. It's realistic. You don't go that far down. <laughs> it's a lot of snow. We jumped off of trees into like maybe two feet of snow. And you don't hit ground. So obviously if this is the north and it's been snowing for seven years type shit. Like I'm sure it's probably three, four feet of snow on that ground. I'll take I mean I've climbed a lot of trees and played on roofs, but I don't usually jump off of them onto snow. I've never done that. No. I've watched other people fall off of roofs and out of trees. <laughs> but I'm usually like, I'll just get down the way I got back up. <laughs> oh, you gotta have you gotta have fun. Yo, no, I fun my <laughs> idea of fun is not possibly breaking my fucking neck. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, get I mean yes, Winterfell, yes. <laughs> it's a really high jump. But I'm saying we jump out of trees and ain't crazy crazy high like i ain't trying to die <laughs> well i'm saying like i mean i've jumped out of trees but it was like not that high not even like jumping out of a tree and actually now i'm thinking about this like i've jumped out of bad trees onto the ground but no i've never thought to like fucking jump like and try to just land in snow which is probably safer than just landing on fucking grass or whatever definitely that was the way my like 12 year old mind thought all right, that's a 12-year-old mind, but at the same time, you were her and Theon had to do. That shit is for life survival. Like, you would do that if you had to survive. Fuck yeah. I mean, and, and you figure, like, okay, this will possibly break an ankle, and I'll get the fuck away. I can hobble away, but if I stay here, I know I'm going to be fucked up. So, I mean, when faced with that choice, you go you fucking YOLO. And that's what they did. So, Arya sneaks into a brothel in Bravos. And we learn that Samaritan Trent is a nasty motherfucker who likes little girls. And then was like, he just wanted uh, to beat on them. No, he don't like little girls. He likes children. There's a difference. Little girls might be, they brought in that one girl that you could clearly tell was a teenager. Like 15, 16, he was like too old. Nigga, what? She's like 12. Too old? Okay. So you gross, gross. Yeah. So that made it even easier to want to get him the fuck up out of here. Because I was like, oh, this motherfucker really just needs to die. Like, this is just terrible. So, yeah, we finally get to uh, see her. And not just slit his throat, but she stabbed the fuck out of him. Like, she 
murdered him with a vengeance. And it was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. I said she murdered him with a vengeance. Like, it wasn't a little, like, she didn't just slit his throat. She didn't just, like, you know, a couple pokes and... No, she fucking, like, she stabbed him multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, she fucked him up bad. All while telling her who she was and why she was there, unfortunately. Yeah, it, was, it was very brutal. Very, very brutal. And it's like... With the, slow, with the slow finish, like, I stabbed you a million times, but then to finish you off, it was just a super slow, ear-to-ear, ugh. That's one thing I do love about Game of Thrones. Like, they do not shy away from the visuals on deaths. Especially not Arya's. Like, Arya's murders are definitely becoming, like, the most brutal, for for real. But unfortunately for her, when she gets back to the House of Black and White, they wouldn't quite as a, you know, the man with no name <laughs> was not quite a, was not too thrilled about her deviating from her actual task to go murder someone else who was not on, you know, who wasn't supposed to die. Like, that wasn't the life she was supposed to take. That wasn't, he said that wasn't her life to take. And I'm just like, but yeah, I mean, she, you know, you're the one who told her to make a fucking list. Like, you're the one who gave her this list idea in the first place. So, you know, you know the shit she's been through. So how are you going to say that was not her life to take? Like, that was her life to take, but that's just, well, not right now. Like, you had other shit you're supposed to be doing. So, she, he punishes Arya. Arya gets punished. And by punished, he takes her sight. That's some scary shit if the fucking, yeah. like, no-face people have the ability to just take a motherfucker's sight. Yeah. Pretty. And I'm realizing. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it like, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. We... You know, and thinking about that now, we don't really get to see the full magnitude then of the House of Black and White. Because really, season six, they're out of here. Like, for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So unless, like, they pop back up and that's who Arya's running from in season eight, which I highly doubt. Um, then, like, yeah, once, once, once season six is up, like, that's it for the House of Black and White and them folks. So... I feel like that was like totally untapped, some untapped power that, you know, one, Arya didn't have a chance to learn. Like, if she had learned life, she had a f- become a full-fledged member and like learned everything, she would have been ridiculously dangerous. It like, real bad. It would have been really, really bad. Like you said, you see how she is now. It would have been really bad for other people. She is yeah. savage, savage now from what she learned. So like you said, she would have been staying there for years type shit. Ooh, wait. <laughs> she would have been the Night King. <laughs> Yo, for real. for real. I can't wait till they do that flashback and we see who the Night King is. I know they're gonna give us like a whole doorish flashback. Yeah. And we're gonna see who it is, and it's gonna be like, you motherfucker. Like it's gonna be something to where somebody we know did something wrong. Like, for sure. Something. For sure. So Jamie on the boat with Marcella. They have this nice moment where, you know, he's just telling her that I just care about you and I just want you to be safe. And she was like, of course you do, because you're my dad. I know you're my daddy. (laughs) And it was just like, oh, she's like, I've always known. She's like, you know, I've always known that you were my dad and I'm glad you're my dad, which was such a great scene for Jamie because it was like he he legitimately has never he never got to parent any of his kids. He got to be Uncle Jamie, but he never got to really be a dad. To his now kid. you ain't a dad no more, cuz. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, they share that moment and she dies. Like, because we realized the sand snake fucking poisoned that. Uh, what was her name? Elia Martel? Or no, well, um, yeah, Elyria yeah. Sand. 
poisoned is it poisoned her like when she kissed her that was poison and it was like damn like you was angry like at no point like you was just it, it's it's crazy because the person who was responsible for Oberyn dying was truthfully it was Oberyn like that was Oberyn's fault he's the one who fucking chose to be you know the champion he's the one who chose to run his mouth he could have killed the mountain like he could have been done so it really wasn't like any of the Lannisters faults it was Oberyn's fault but if you want to blame it on a Lannister then you know it was Tywin's fault that Elia and her kids got murdered by the hound so or by the mountain so it was him Tywin who you know and Robert who did this whole rebellion thing that resulted in them getting killed and her getting murdered and raped and shit like that again that had nothing to do with Marcella. <laughs> Quite frankly, it had nothing to do with Cersei. Yeah, nothing to do with them, even a little bit. So the fact that you, you know, took down that poor little girl is just so fucked up. You really, they, if she really wanted to, I mean, obviously, it was just pretty short-sighted because she could have just taken Marcella under her wing and, like, turned her against the Lannisters type shit. Um, Would have been more of a long-term game, but, hey, a short-term thinking, we just gonna kill her. And let everybody be mad. But, okay. Start a war. So, Marcella dies. Now we're down to one of Cersei's kids left. So, this prophecy has definitely, you know, fulfilling itself. They ain't looking too good for Tommen. <laughs> so, Danny, So, Drogon flew Danny to God knows where the fuck. Like, just flew away. Landed. And he's sleepy. And he's not getting the fuck up. He's like, I'm tired. I'm going to sit here and rest. I've been stabbed mad times. I just want to lay down and eat something. And, and clearly, because clearly there was a bunch of carcasses around him, so he didn't eat. <laughs> but she was trying to get the fuck out of there. And he was like, nah, I'm going to take a nap. So he takes a nap. And she stumbles off. She wanders off. Um, yeah, easing on down the hill. And her small council, which, you know, this is essentially what we're, we've, we've seen now, is her small council is like now formed. Are trying to figure out what the fuck to do in her absence? Because they're like, uh, do we go after her? <laughs> do we sit here? We can't all leave. And they tell Tyrion, no, your ass gonna stay here. Jorah and her boyfriend, her boy toy, decide to go after her. They even leave Grey Worm there. Because they say that Grey Worm and Tyrion need to, you know. Rule the city. Yeah, rule the city in Danny's absence. Because, you know, they can make that happen. And the fighters. The warriors. Yeah, yeah. So the warriors are gonna go after Danny. Try to figure out where the fuck she is. She stumbles down this hill and she meets a, a we come like a whole shit ton of Dothraki. Like there wasn't even that many Dothraki in her Kalasar. Like these motherfuckers just like came out of nowhere. Which I remember them going to Vast Dothrak very briefly when she was married to Khal Drogo. I don't remember if there was this much greenery on that journey. Like, they just, I mean, I guess maybe not all of the Dothraki lived in the desert. Because they seemed like they were in the desert. And now they're in, like, this green-ass land pretty close to Marine. Because unless, I mean, Drogon, unless he just went mad fucking far, but still, it's, it's pretty green. I'd like to know where he actually landed with her. Because it seemed like they were they were pretty close to vast Dothraki. Because that's where they end up taking Danny, you know, that, you know in season six. But... Like, yeah, it's just mad Dothraki out here, riding around on horses. And I honestly, first time watching this, wasn't sure, like, was she happy to see the Dothraki? Did she think this was going to be a good thing? Or was she, like, kind of scared, not knowing? Like, and how the fuck did, like, where was Drogon? Like, how far did she walk away from him? To where he didn't hear this, he didn't get startled, he didn't fly. 
No. And if it, if, you know, they seem like they were going with the whole he sensed she was in danger and that's why he showed up. So I guess then it would be safe to assume that she did not feel like she was in danger at this moment or else he would have sensed that and came to her rescue again. Or unless he was just that tired, he was just like, nah, I already did this shit once. I'm good. If he had to showed up, do you think the Dothraki could have took out a dragon? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. You see it, put like this. You see that was throwing real spears to Drogon, and Drogon was still eating people in the pits. They was throwing actual spears. The Rocky ain't got nothing but some but some not but some swords and some arrows. Man, look. One would have fired one low fire breath and it'd have been OVA. Because all of them were rolling hordes, so y'all niggas is in packs. I only split up. Yeah. So we that, know what time that is. That's true. That'd have been good eating for him though. He would have definitely, you know, gotten his fill with all them fucking horses and men. Mm-hmm. Melisandra makes it to the wall. And conveniently, so does John at the same about the same time. John's back at the wall and he's like, Man, shit's worse than we thought it was. But, you know, Melisandre arrives at the same time, so Sir Davos is, or actually, how long has Sir Davos been there? Like, mm-hmm. how how long, okay, so let's, let's, let's rewind this back. So, Stannis sent da- Sir Davos away. Then that same day, did he, are we going to assume he burnt Shireen later on that day, like after Davos left, he burnt Shireen? And then the next night is when the actual fight happened. So Davos... No had, way. Those long-ass winter nights, no way. No way it happened that fast. <laughs> so it's like, what, how long has Davos been there? And then like, because she left at least, I mean, she left after she burnt Shireen. So, I mean, we're at least, at least it had been like three days later. Now, this is another example of, this seemed like that ride from... Winterfell to the wall was mad short for these two. Granted, I guess they was just themselves on a single horseback. But when John and them went to the wall from Winterfell, it made it seem like it was like a fucking journey. Or like Bran and then when they was getting to the wall, it seemed like it's a journey. It's a trek to that bitch. I don't trust none of them stories only because North is so youngest. So like North is so damn big. Anytime it makes it seem like something is quick travel-wise in the North, Mm-hmm. I don't believe none of that shit. <laughs> you guys are liars. <laughs> Melisandre makes it up there and tells Davos that ain't nobody make it. She don't say it, but I mean, I was looking on her face when she asked about it. She's like, no go, buddy. But of course, you don't t- tell her how. So, John trying to figure out what the, the fuck they gonna do now because, you know, he's got the he's got the wildlings at the wall. They're safe for now, but he knows what's coming and, you know, trying to, like, yeah, what the fuck? We don't know what the fuck we're going to do at this point. And while he's trying to figure all that out, and he's in his little, you know, office, working, good old Ollie runs up in there and lures John out. You know, hey, one of the wildlings says he knows where your uncle is. And John's like, really? Where? Because John's so trusting and honorable and believing and just wants to know where, you know, his family is. And he runs the fuck out there. And we get our old Caesar moment. Where John gets stabbed. A million and a half times. <laughs> by everybody. And and by Ollie's little fucking ass. And he's still alive. <sighs> he gets stabbed 30 times and still live. Like, just standing there watching it. Like, what the fuck? And then he falls. And he dies, dies. Like, he's hitting and he bleeds out. He bleeds out. I remember the first time. Because I watched this before I read the books. And then I was like, holy shit. 
So this is when I started reading the books after watching this. Because I was like, okay, I need to know what happens. And then I get to that last book and I'm like, wait a minute, I still don't know what happens. <laughs> I still can't get over that. They really ended the damn show or ended the book. Right there. That's right there. And then it was just like, if I was a, if I was a book reader, man... You know, like, I mean, I, I do, but if I've read those books, if I was a book reader to read those books, and that's where it ends, it's just like, is it real? like, for real, for real, it really ends, like, and then Jon Snow's watches ended. End of the book? Yeah, yeah. It's that's more like Jon Snow lays in snow dying. <laughs> like, and then that's it? Just epilogue. <laughs> yep, period. That's it. Cutscene, end scene, last page. Yeah, that's, that's how it fucking ends. And it was just like... Okay, and then that's when you start scrambling. When's the next season coming? When is the next fucking book coming? No book. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, we ain't got no book. We've gotten more seasons, but then it was yeah. I remember watching right. that. No book. No <laughs> book. We're gonna take another extra nine months to film season seven or season six. You know what I'm saying? And, and no books coming. So now you gotta wait. Yes, and it was just like wow, that just fucking happened. Like we went through all of this for them to kill him. Like, man, I, I didn't know if I was going to continue. At, at this point, I was like, I don't know if I'm in, like, season, I was like, season six better start with some real good shit because if by episode one, some good shit ain't happening, I'm not watching anymore because at this point, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't know yeah. if I cared enough about Danny and her dragons. I've heard a lot of fans really kind of low-key left the show when he died. Not left, but, like, were really mad. Like, we need answers. And then when they brought him back, it was like, Oh, yeah, that I was, I was, I was definitely one of those people. I was like, man, I'm not watching this shit no more. <laughs> like <laughs> five seasons in, I'm fucking good. Like I'm done. This is, what am I watching next? Was where my head was at <laughs> when this happened. And then it was like waiting for news, and you got fan theories coming out. And but like the fan theories were legitimately fucking theories because there was no book. So there was it's not. It wasn't like The Walking Dead that has years worth of comic books written before this show with like it's not like years past where we're at anymore and we have nothing to no possibilities like we don't know what the fuck's going on george martin's like i don't i'm not i don't know what i want to do right now i'm sick actually at that point he was sick so it was like we didn't even know if he was gonna live like there was they were talking about like talking about like this man could be dead at any moment type shit and then it was like talks of a ghost writer coming in and finishing the books and it was like eh, do we really want that though because like how much notes does he have and it was a hell of a cliffhanger. That's for sure. Oh, no. That would have been, if, if I would have been, if I would have read the books and watched the show up until that point, I would have been. Because that sounds like the worst cliffhanger of all time. <laughs> <laughs> one of, one of for sure. No, in like any genre, I cannot remember one worse than like the Sopranos, but at least like the Sopranos like ended that shit. Yeah. And you're it, mad about it, but you know nothing else is coming. Like Game of Thrones is still coming. So you just gonna leave us waiting for a year, year and a half for this? Yeah. Like and then Loki, the worst two cliffhangers that I would have said is probably this and probably <laughs> in, in Infinity War. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean Infinity War not so much because I mean we obviously we know Everybody ain't dead. I, I don't, I mean... We know everybody ain't dead. But like yeah, this, they yeah. got everybody in the movie still. Like, everybody's still credited in the movie. So... With, like, appearances. Not, like, credited, like, flashbacks. Like, they are in the movie. Like, if you just look at the credit, like, the cast credits, every single person that's been in, in, in a Marvel movie is in that ain't, like, actually dead is in this movie. So, like, we know everybody ain't dead. Just how you gonna make everybody come back? People gonna die in the movie, but we know everybody ain't dead. They may come back to life and then die. 
Cool. Okay. So, you know, we're going to get into that here in a second. But before we do, <laughs> so next episode, next podcast, we're going to do season six, episodes one, two, three, and four. And five. Why do you keep, keep doing five. going four? I we're thought you said seasons. it was ten. I half seasons. It is it, ten in season six. It's half seasons. Okay. So one through five, <laughs> then we're doing six through ten, and then season seven, we're doing one, two, three, four, and then the next one, doing five, six, seven. We're probably going to do that on, like, the Saturday, or even Sunday of the premiere. I don't know. Okay, you're right. So, all right. Well, <laughs> one through five for season six. Next episode of the podcast. So, now, as far as, the, you know, I... Two I, weeks I, away. We two weeks away, guys. Yo, it's okay, crazy. So it is crazy. We waited two years for this shit, man. It's two weeks away. Man, this and is about... Know, to be- and you know there ain't gonna be no filler episodes. Y'all ain't got time for no filler episodes. This shit gonna be... Six episodes of nonsense because you can't get at this point, you can't waste anything. It's only six episodes left. There's no, you need to tie up and show up storylines and, and close character developments and like and answer questions and answer, uh, answer questions as far as like who's alive and who's gonna do this. And you ain't got no time to waste. It's gonna be six filled episodes. That's why four of them six is over an hour. And <clears throat> I don't even know what I want anymore. Like, I don't, part of me wants to know, like, things are okay at the end. But it's like, at the same time, it, I, it's HBO. It's gonna, it's definitely gonna be an open-ended ending. Like, it's definitely gonna be like, it's not gonna be like, okay, well, Brian and Jamie go live happily ever after in Tarth. Like, you that's. again with this Brian and Jamie. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not gonna be. I don't think any anything like that's gonna happen. It's not gonna be any like John and Danny are not gonna be happily ever after running the kingdom. Like that's not gonna happen. At this point, I'm with you. I didn't really have an idea. I had my many theories, and now that it's coming up here, I'm just like, you know, I don't really give a fuck no more. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give me something. I don't care <laughs> if it's good or bad. I just need something. Yeah. I mean, semi closure, I guess, would be because it's not going to be real yes. closure. It's not going to be real closure. It's not going to be real closure because HBO been talking about doing these prequels. So you're going to leave, you got to leave it open ended if you're going to have prequels and kind of like maybe tie in after that. So, yeah. And I think <laughs> what's really that's a, that's a great setup. Like, I mean, this is a legitimate setup that people are going to watch. Like, we, everyone's invested this much. It's gotten this much buzz. At this point, you really don't even have to advertise. It's because you've got all the free advertising in the world for this shit. It's so well written. There's so much story to pull from at this mm-hmm. point. You so, can turn around and, like you said, they, they wanted the John Snow backstory. They wanted the Danny backstory. We started Danny when she was a teenager. We don't know how it could be when she's a kid. You could do the prequel that lead up to her moment when we see her butt-ass Nanky about to get washed, and then you could skip all that, because everybody knows what happens, and then just go to the end to where she might be ruling Westeros or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I mean, obviously, I think as of right now, no one in this cast wants to do this anymore. Like, everyone is like, they need time off, because it's been fucking brutal. Oh, of course, of course. So, of course. It's, not, it's gonna be at least two years before you see anything or hear anything concrete. You know what I'm saying? Not two years before something's finished. Mm. Two years before they say, all right, this is what we're doing. Now we're going to get the script. We're going to write the script. So yeah. I feel like it's going to be, you know, 
between three and five years before anything gets put on TV. And I think they would start with the prequel. Like, I think we'll get the Targaryen mm-hmm. backstory first. 100%. So we'll get a good, like, five, probably four or five. No, we'll probably get, like, another six six seasons of Targaryen storyline that I leads up so. to. Especially because when you look at the storylines in the show, that's the most unanswered one. They keep referencing it all the time, but they yeah. never really give answers. <clears throat> of, like, why this, who that, this happened. And so, you know, you might give some North backstory, some King's Landing backstory, some, you know... Some some Iron Island backstory, but the Targaryen is one they consistently reference and never really deep dive into like the storyline of it. So they got plenty of random for that. Yeah. So they could like they could do six seasons of that, which literally, which really amounts to six seasons is really about what like seven years, seven eight years. Because when I you have factor in the yeah, break, I think they won't go the, the the Game of Thrones route. I think they'll go one year. They won't skip years and So let's just say it did, like, or, okay, so it'd be about at least two years before they even started on something. So, like, eight years from now, we could be at the end of a season of, or end of a Targaryen series eight years from now. And then at that point, they could bring it back to this. <laughs> and yeah. we could see the future of what whatever happens yeah. next month. Like, they could legitimately do that. So, like... They they have a good fucking twenty years worth of fucking content. And we will be here for all of this. <laughs> I wouldn't miss a fucking episode. Yeah, how old are you gonna be twenty years from now, Mo? I'm just saying, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be old. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna divulge, but I'm gonna be old and I'm gonna be right there, <laughs> pop, popcorn ready. <laughs> <laughs>